text will be coming from Genesis 11, 5 through 9 on today. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of, the, of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Amen. Greetings and welcome to Berea, Church of God in Christ. We thank you for being here and tuning in with us on today. And we invite and the presence of the Lord, we have invoked him in here. He's here already. And as you come, as you listen, uh, open up your hearts and your minds. We have a word on today coming from our pastor, Pastor Reginald Boswell. And we here at Berea believe in uh, searching and, and reading and understanding and live, living by the scriptures. So as he comes forward today, we ask that you pray for him. We have a title. The title of today's sermon is Divine Intervention. Divine Intervention. All right. Corrected from building a miss. So when we think about intervention, we think about intervening. Or uh, they have things called intervention when someone in your life that you love is living a destructive lifestyle and family members, loved ones, friends come in in a round table type of setting to show love to that individual to let them know that they're going the wrong way. No, in times of human history, God had to do an intervention with mankind. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We see that scripture that we just read, Genesis 11, verse 7 says, let us go down and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So that is, let us. God is speaking here. Let us. Elohim. Let us go down. There is a divine intervention in the course of human history at this point in time. Now, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes up, but in vain. Now, many times as a personal level, on a personal individual level, we need to be put on another course because our life is not going in a way that's conducive to what God wants for our lives. Jesus. Well, on a whole macro level, this happened in human history. For when they decided to build a tower, the Tower of Babel, there was a need for intervention because they were going the wrong way. Yes. Scripture says, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, 
which is Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So when you, whenever you're trying to lay a foundation, another foundation, a foundation other than the foundation that God has already established, then there's a need for intervention. Now, this is what they did at Babel, the Tower of Babel. And this Tower of Babel happens after the fall of man. Of course, we know that Adam and Eve was born, was um, Eve, and Adam and Eve lived. Adam was created. Eve was taken out of, you know, Adam's rib. So we know that that happened and they were pure and innocent. However, they fell. And when they fell, their eyes were open. And after their eyes were open, humans became evil. So God had to create a situation to destroy man. This was the flood. So after the flood wiped out humanity off the face of the earth, there were only eight individuals upon the earth. Yes. At this time, God opens up a new dispensation. This dispensation is called human government. Now, some of the characteristics are Noah and his descendants. That means Noah, the, 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 um, Noah, his son Shem, his son Japheth, and his son Ham, and their wives, and Noah's wives. That make, makes eight people. So from eight people, the whole earth became populated. All Amen? All right. So their job was to scatter and to multiply. And you can see that in Genesis chapter 9, God gave them five tenets. Now, this isn't the law, but there were five tenets which characterized the dispensation of human government. Well, One was to be fruitful and to replenish the earth. Two was you can eat everything that moves and all the green uh, greenery. Three, don't eat meat that has blood in it. Four, when a person dies as a result of an animal's action, that person, that animal must be put to death. For example, if a person is thrown off a horse and an animal and a, a person dies, then that horse has to die. And then five, the last tenet of human government was capital punishment, meaning that if a person dies from a hand of another person, that person must be put to death. So these were basically the the, 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 the rules that anybody, everybody had to live by. It wasn't one family at this time, but the whole earth was given these rules. This preceded the law. This preceded Moses. This preceded the Levitical priesthood. So these were the five tenets, just basic tenets for human government. And the, these tenets is, um, of course, man was given dominion over the earth at this time and was commanded to be fruitful. And verse two and chapter nine says, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast. So man was given dominion yes. over everything that moves. And he said that everything that moves shall be meat unto you. Yes. And the green herbs, I have given you all things to eat. Yeah. Now this, this also was after God determined some beasts were clean and some beasts were unclean. But God, after, after Noah got off of the ark and released the animals into the world, which is dry land now, you had clean beasts designated and unclean beasts designated. But God said, you can eat anything that moves. 
anything that moves. He said that even the unclean animals. So everything that moved after the flood was allowed to be eaten by man. However, the flesh with the life thereof, which is in the blood thereof, you shall not eat. Do not eat that that has blood in it. Many times we hear, how do you want to stake? Well, we're, we were commanded, this is preceding the law. So these are principles. Do not eat anything with blood in it because the blood has the life in it and you shall not eat it. Amen? So, uh, and that would be the, the third tenet, but the breakdown of the, the, the fourth tenet was if the um, animal is killed, if an animal kills a, a man, then that animal has to be put to death. Now you look at Genesis 6, where you have um, the sons of God mating with women, and you have all these beasts, and you have um, ferocity of the animals, and you have the splicing of genes, and we see pictures in, in the ancient times of a man with a a man's head and a wings of an eagle and um, a body of a lion. So these things actually existed because of the evil that man was doing at that time. That well, that's why the, the the God had to destroy every beast off the face of the earth. Yes. And at this time, it indicates in here is an implication that the beasts were killing the men. So God put this in order saying that whatsoever um, animal dies, man dies of an animal's actions, that person is died and the animal must be put to death. So also with cap capital punishment, which is a hot topic today. So capital punishment pre-existed the law of Moses. Amen. Capital punishment is one of the first tenets of human government. That if you kill a person with your hands, then your blood will be required of you. So these are, I stress these things because these are the laws that men live by that govern themselves after the earth was repopulated through the sons of Noah. Wow. So this, this time is also characterized by the rise of great metropolitan areas of the ancient world which preceded what we consider today as ancient civilizations. Places like Nivea and Akkad and Kalnet and Shinor, these cities some built by Nimrod, Ashur which is ancient Assyria, Sidon which is ancient Phoenicia and the land of Ur which was the home of Job which is the first book written in the chronology of the Bible as far as history is concerned. So these ancient cities arose during the time of human government, arose before there was even an Abraham, arose before prehistory, uh, prehistoric times, there was ancient civilizations and men were living by these rules that were, were just outlined. And Genesis 11 reads, and the whole earth was of one language at this time and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from east and they found a plain in the land of Shinar. 
and they dwelt there. So they had a plan. They had one language, one speech, and they were traveling. Imagine just going somewhere and you're not finding someone already there. Amen. So you could just walk somewhere from your family and walk a long way and just say, we're going to live here. And the places were so beautiful, lush. There were nobody in those lands. They were not inhabited. These lands where they were going to. So they found the land of Shinar and they decided to build there. And they said to one another, let us go make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. Well. Amen. So one of the main tenets of that rule of human government was to be fruitful and to multiply and to replenish the earth. And so that was a goal of theirs was to make a name for themselves. And they said, unless we be scattered abroad upon the whole face of the earth, that comes directly against what God wanted to do. They said, we don't want to be scattered abroad. We don't want to go. We want to stay right here. This place is beautiful. Let's build a tower. But God said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the face of the earth. Yes. So there was a need for a divine intervention. All right. Many times, they say, if you ever want God to laugh, they say, tell them your plans. So many times we make plans, but they don't include God. So at this time, you got everybody speaking the same language. Everybody um, with one speech. Everybody understood what everybody was saying. And they decided to go against what God had said. So God needed to intervene. It says, um, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord came down to see because the thing that they were doing was not birthed in the heart of God. Many times we do stuff and it didn't come from God. So sometimes when things that we're doing and we're included and involved with, if it doesn't come from God, there's a need for intervention. So it says the Lord came down to see. Scripture says the eyes of the Lord behold the evil and the good. So the reason he came down to see because it didn't come from him. If something came from you, if you tell your subordinates at work or you tell your children or you tell somebody who's under you, you tell them to do something and they do it, you already understand. They understand. Everybody understands who's involved in that organization that that needs to be done or that should be done. Amen? So you really... Just need to inspect the quality of the work of another person. But sometimes it enters into the heart of somebody to do something that wasn't authorized by God. Yeah. Now it's okay to do things, but if it's not authorized by God, then God will come down to see. And the Lord said the people was become one. So they was united against God. And they all have one language. And this they began to do and nothing will be restrained from them, yeah. which they have imagined to do. Right. 
So they said, Einstein said, imagination is more important than intelligence. So when you put your imagination to something, if you, are, if you can think it, you can do it, you can achieve it. Whatever you set your mind on, if it enters your mind, it's possible. It can be done. Others may not see it, but if you have a vision and God gives you that vision, sometimes even if God doesn't give you that vision, right here, God did not give them that vision, but they imagine it, and that means they were capable of achieving it. And they, they were one, which is another source of strength, unity. So God said, let us, Elohim, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, let us, the plurality of God, go down and confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So God had to intervene. Because sometimes when men get together in a scheme, in a plan, and they're united, and they have imagined to do something, they can cause much harm and damage to the human family. Yes. And this is what was about to happen. Now, you can, you can see religious historians and theologians, they talk about the beginning of, of religions and how the world religions all have a similar theme throughout them all. And they say Babel was the source of the, the, the anti-God system. So you can read later on to that, uh, Babel, but the name Babel is called Babel because the Lord did confound the language of all the earth. So if they had this one thing against God, had this one government going against God saying that we want to have form the first corporation, we want to have a corporate body that that's, that's the president of is Nimrod, and he we want to do what he says do instead of do what God says do. So God confounded the language. So they all probably took, they all could have took what they had their philosophies to different areas of the earth, thus starting different religions with the same theme throughout the earth. So the Lord scattered them abroad about the face of the earth. Yes. But God commanded the family of Noah to be fruitful and to replenish the earth. Yeah. But they wanted to do the opposite. So so when we look at this, this, this third dispensation, the first dispensation being the dispensation of innocence, Adam and Eve, the second dispensation, the, the dispensation of consciousness, which is when Adam and Eve's eyes became open, but men were evil. And then the third, this third dispensation characterized by Noah and his family replenishing the earth, which man decided to go against God by building a tower, a battle, which is called human government. All right. So this human government is, was sin. Sin is to miss the mark. Amen. You look up that top, um, in the, um, the, the Hebrew Bible, uh, Greek Hebrew Bible, you can see sin is missing the mark. All right. So the mark was to go and replenish the earth. Yeah. So at this time, man sinned because they get went against God by not replenishing the earth. Yes. And we know that um, we need to know that um, when you go against God, there's a, a price to pay. Amen? Yes. So we know that we need to follow God, follow his commandments, do what he says, and then we'll be okay. Now, 
when you disobey God, what happens? You're separated from God. Yes. And some people call this the hell, the definition of hell, being separated from God. And hell is a real place. Hell is a location. Yes. When you're separated from God, it's like you're in hell, but you're not in hell. Because hell is a location that was created for Satan. But when you're separated from God, you experience excruciating pain, mental anguish, pain in the physical body, and things are going wrong. So when you disobey God, you separate yourself from God. You get to the bottom of the barrel. You you the detrimental effect of sinning, the sinning against God places you at the bottom of the barrel. And when it comes to humanity, it's a literal hell on earth. And this this is um, this is something that hope hope is evaded. There's no hope in hell. So many times it feels like you're going through. Many times it feels like you're 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 um, confused and bewildered. But what God wants you to do is for you to connect with Him, Amen, and rely on Him. Don't be like the people who started uh, the first anti-religious systems against God, saying that we're going to do it our way, Amen. Do it God's way. Because once you're separated from God and you get on the bottom of the barrel, it's so hard to, to, to get back up. Amen? So it's easy to get in trouble, but it's hard to get back where you need, where you need to be. All right. Amen? So we need to worship God and understand that God has a plan for our life. And to remove ourselves from those corporate bodies that say, let us make brick. Let us burn them thoroughly. Let us go against God. Let us do things our way. Amen. So I turned on the TV yesterday and I seen a, a song, a, a person singing and it was a, uh, they had all these cameras up and it was, it was, it was mesmerizing because they were talking about diamonds in the sky. And it was a f real famous singer singing this song and it was like a mesmerizing Tone, and then I turned the TV off and did some work and came back and I turned it back on again. And it was another uh, ex Beatle, and they had the cameras out again. So I'm thinking to myself, what, what is this? This is worship, this is anti God worship, amen. And it's set right in your face. And when you turn on the TV, it's anti God, it's going against God, it's saying, Let us do it our way. Amen. We know that Lucifer fell from the earth, fell to the earth from heaven. We know that he had diamonds on his 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 um breastplate and all these things. And they, they're talking about diamonds in the sky. So what they're doing is worshiping Lucifer. This is what they were doing at the Tower of Babel. Worshiping something that God said not to worship. Amen. So we need to worship God. Because once we get off of God, once we get off that foundation, it's only one foundation. Amen. If we begin to lay another foundation, then we get in trouble with God. Amen. And then he may say, let us go down and see what they're doing. Because that did not come from my heart. It came from another source. 
So we know the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. So we know that God sees, God knows, and God is everywhere. So we thank God for this message. We thank God that you need to be corrected from building a mess. If you're not building on a foundation, you're building in vain. Why spend years of your life building and doing and wet sweating and waking up and going to bed and bring your lunch and you're doing all these things and all of it's going to be blown away. Mm. If you're not doing it for the sake of Christ, you're building in vain. Jesus. Unless a man build a city. Let me get that scripture. Amen. Except the Lord build a house, right. they that labor in vain. They that labor in vain, that buildeth it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes up, but in vain. Yeah. Amen? Your if your house on fire, God will show you to wake up or he'll put it out. Hmm. But you know that sometimes people sleep through those things. Yes. Yeah. People have to jump out windows. Hmm. Amen? So we need to be in line with God. We need to hear the voice of the Lord. We need to be in tune with the spirit. We need to do what God said to and do it his way. Amen? Yes, amen. So we thank God for you joining us today. We thank God for uh, everything that God has given to us and to the stewardship of this house. And we get just ask you for your prayers at this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So on another note, we do have uh, ways to give. We're about to do our offering. We do have ways to give. We have our um, cash app at cash, dollar sign, Berea Kojic 3. That's B-E-R-E-A-C-O-G-I-C, the number three. And you can also see that on BereaKojic.com where you can visit and securely give uh, your um, credit card information through our secure website. And we do have Zelle, or you can pay PayPal or Giveify at BereaKojic.com. We thank God for you, and you can come visit at 16067 Highway 72, West, Rock, um, West in Rogersville, Alabama. You can reach us at 256-425-8757. We do have prayer on Tuesdays at noon, and on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m., we have Bible study. Again, that website is Berea, B-E-R-E-A, Kojic.com. And we just thank you for joining us today. We thank you for, um, for um, your, attentive, your attentiveness. And God bless you. Have a blessed week. Amen.